I know I know one question I wanted to ask you to kind of get it started. Um how how do you think you being from Chicago um played or if it played um, um any role into your initial uh uh decision for joining the BHI movement? Hmm. That's a good question, man. Well, um I think being from Chicago played a huge role in my being able to be influenced by people like um, the Hebrew Israelites because being from Chicago, I was, I was aware of the difference in how the black communities in Chicago is and, and how everywhere else in the world is pretty mm -hmm. much. Mm -hmm. you right, know, right. Now I've never been to like places like New York um, you know, I've driven past there, so I wouldn't be able to tell you about the, the ghettos and the hoods there. But I can tell you about Chicago, the projects, um, the projects being torn down and the people being scattered and, and, um, and crime um, spreading across Chicago, like, and seeing like, yo, like, this is crazy, you know, but being there, you know, being from Chicago, when I was actually there, it wasn't crazy, it was just life. This is just how it was, you know? And it wasn't until I moved out of Chicago and I, and I, and I went to middle school that was on a, um, on a military base. And I'm like, mm -hmm. yo, this is different. I, I, like, mm -hmm. I like studying now, you know? I didn't, I didn't know I liked doing this, you know? I, mm -hmm. I like um, I'm reading and, and doing math. And, and so I'm getting into school now and I'm still kind of um, socially awkward from being in Chicago and, and growing up in a, in a place where like, you know, if you, if you say hi to the wrong person or you speak when you walk in, like we didn't do that in Chicago, you know? So seeing mm -hmm. a, a completely different thing. Now to go back to your question, how, how does that prime me for the Hebrew Israelites, right? The Hebrew Israelites tend to, um, to focus in on, on, on social injustices and they kind of use that, as a hook. Now, social injustice, that is a thing, right? Mm -hmm. But to use it as a hook to draw in members is another thing. So mm -hmm. me being from Chicago and having a, a, a brief background and um, you know, going to church and singing in the choir and things like that, but not really understanding the Bible, but really having a, a passion for like the plight of, of my people, you know, having a passion for, for black people what happens is somebody comes along and they're telling you the answers that you've been looking for, the quote unquote answers. No, um, you're actually not a black person. You're not a, 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 a crayon in a, in a, in a box. <laughs> you are the child of God. You are the child of Israel. And I'm going to show you how that is according to the Bible. Now, any believer views the Bible as authoritative. So when somebody seems to be going into the Bible and explaining something and expounding upon something and you don't know any better, it's like, yo, whoa, I need to listen to this because he's teaching me out of the Bible, right? Mm -hmm. And they play a lot on that, um, that narrative because they know that most people, when they, when they hear the Bible, they're going to stop and listen. But the way they're reading the Bible is not how the Bible should be handled. Um, mm -hmm. They're handling the word very deceitfully. So they're, they're isolating mm -hmm. certain passages and, and getting your emotions riled 
So being an unregenerate person back then, being a person that's still in the flesh, and someone's telling me like, yo, this is why this happened. These people hate you. Remember slavery. Look at what they did. They tore babies out of mama's bellies. They did this with alligators, and, 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 they're, t and they're riling up your flesh. They're riling up your flesh. These are things you weren't even thinking about. I was on my way to get some ice cream. But these, you know, right, right. these are things that you were not even thinking about but they'll use that to trigger you and trigger your emotions. So now you're not thinking rationally anymore. So you're not thinking logically, right? So when they, when, when they now introduce you their doctrine, it makes sense mm -hmm. because everything is seen through that lens of racism, oppression, um, slavery, everything that happened to me. So when they, when they finally um, um, put the hook out there, Deuteronomy 28, 68, that's why you came on slave ships. That's what happened. We are the people that's, that's of the Bible. And until we turn back to the Lord and keep his law, statutes, and commandments, we will be in this condition. And mm. that's the hook. That's the solution. That's like, okay, I gave you the problem. Now I'm going to give you the solution. And mm. because I was searching for a solution, because I'm trying to figure out what's going on with the black people, uh, why are we treated the way we're treated? Why, why is there different schools and different um, levels of education? Um, for people in the hood and people not in the hood. I didn't know any of this stuff. So when they're giving me so-called answers, man, I'm, I was eating it up. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? I'm, I'm accepting everything that they were saying because it was tickling my fancy. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Desmond, Joel, Camille, grace and peace to you all. Grace and uh, peace. Arnell, grace and peace. Thank you all for joining us on this live. Um, Mike, let me ask you this question. I got some pastor friends who perhaps maybe watching or will watch this. Um, should they care to address this in their church as black pastors? Should they, should they care to address the conscious community? Um, you know, I think here in Richmond, we see more of the Israelites. Um, should they care to address that? If let's say if a, a student youth came up to him and said, man, you know, I've been thinking, doing some, so I'm looking around at our current circumstances. I heard these brothers on the street corner, you know, second and carrying they, you know, they talking about, you know, we the black Jews, you know, right. uh, should they care to address it or should they kind of, you know, brush up on some, some Christologies walk through the law as, as what you said? Mm -hmm. Well, I'll put it this way. If they truly love their neighbor as themselves, they will mm -hmm. care. Mm -hmm they will care to, um, to address it. They will care to address the conscious community and the Hebrew Israelites. But more importantly, they will care to inform and instruct their congregation on real history, real um, um, theology, um, and, mm -hmm. and really go into it and not, and not pander them like they, they, they won't understand. You see what I'm saying? Because it's because they don't have a, a a foundation in theology. They don't have a foundation in Christology and, and knowing, okay, why did Christ come? Who was Christ? Who did he say he is? And, and, and mm -hmm. what does that mean to me? Because they don't know that, anybody that's claiming to, to teach the Bible can tell them whatever. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So if they don't not only address the people with the false um, teachings, um, what's going to happen is you're going to have a generation of, of angry um, black youth, black and Hispanic mm -hmm. youth, that are mm -hmm. looking for answers and their and their um and their pastor is just telling them it don't matter, just focus on this. 
just focus on the gospel. Even though, you know, these people are teaching a false gospel, you're telling me to focus on the gospel, but you never really taught me the gospel. Never, you never explained it to me. Right, right. Jamal, you remember when I said that uh, you can't prescribe to me your spiritual experience in order for me to get saved? Right, right. And then it was, you know, we had a difference of opinion, you know, mm-hmm. from an older generation, you know, they went off more spiritual, but, you know, right. younger generation is what I call Thomas generation. I want some facts, yeah. you know, <laughs> and so I, I think that if we don't address that, you know, and, 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 you know, other prominent stuff that's in, let's say you talking about the Pentagon releasing UFO uh, information. Well, wait a minute. What happens if homeboy come to the past? Past, I need to talk. You know, uh, sister come past. I need to talk, man. I think I I seen some little people in my room. You know, you got to deal with that. The same same with dealing with with BHIs or you know they looked into cometicism or they looked into uh, uh, the nations of gods and nerve five percenters. You know, more is, you know, you got you got to be able to to still what I say, keep the Bible as ground zero on your desk but go a little bit broader and pick some other books up and start diving into that. Because at one point in time, the pastor was considered one of the most intellectual individuals in society. And now it's just relegated to God's going to bless you. You get saved, you're going to be a millionaire. And so then you have subsets that broke off from the church for whatever reason that saying, you know, we, we, the original Jews and you know, what have you. So, um, you know, that's a good point you raised there. Let me ask you this. How did you escape mm-hmm. BHI? And the grace of the Lord, man. I I have to give honor to the Lord for getting mm-hmm. me out of there. You um, had a Paul moment. To, yeah, man. He, he began to open my eyes. Literally, I saw those those scriptures that, that say that, you know, Jesus opened their eyes. Like, he began to mm-hmm. open my eyes. And it started by showing me the hypocrisy showing me that they weren't really about this you know like when mm-hmm. when it came to like for example like even though i wasn't studying the scriptures as much as i should have for myself things like the sabbath for example like me knowing like yo like i'm gonna keep the sabbath because i have faith i'm off i'm i'm walking in faith in the law right <laughs> like i'm like yo i have mm-hmm. faith like if 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 my job tells me that i have to work the sabbath I'm gonna have faith and I'm gonna just let that job go and I'm gonna trust the Lord gonna give me another job, right? That makes mm-hmm. sense to somebody that believes, right? But they weren't mm-hmm. applying it that way. It was more so like out of convenience. Like if if um if my job requires me to keep the Sabbath, I'm in captivity. I have no choice over that, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, so so I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it to to take care of my family, but you know I'm I'm gonna tell other people to keep the keep the Sabbath. So you mm-hmm. have deacons and elders that's not keeping the Sabbath, but yet getting up every single um, week and teaching other people to keep the Sabbath. So that was one thing. The Lord was showing me hypocrisy. It's like, look, look, take a close look. Look at how they're acting. Look at how they're gossiping about one another. Look at how um, um, the men are treating the women. Um, um, you know, when a new brother came in, this is, this was, and I, I can't make this stuff up, man. I'm talking to a brother. He's like, yo, I've been, I, I, I've been a Hebrew Israelite, you know, for a year, <laughs> for one year. And he's like, um, you know, but my wife, man, she ain't with it. You know, um, what should I do? I'm like, yo, 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 pump your brakes, brother. You know, you, you knew at this, 
you know, you don't even know half the stuff. I, and I asked him a question. I forget what question I asked him. I asked him a question about the Bible and he didn't know. So I'm like, see, mm -hmm. you're still new. I'm like, give her some time, have patience and, and, and just pray to the Lord and, and maybe she'll come in. So I'm wholeheartedly believing this stuff, right? So I'm, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm counseling this guy and then the elder comes up. Like we didn't, yeah, yeah. we just didn't know what we were talking about, you know, so. Mm -hmm. Uh, let me shout out a couple people. Uh, Sister Kim, Brother Darnell, my wife, my baby, she's on watching. Micah, uh, Brother T.A. Williams, salute my brother. Trey. Uh, hopefully I pronounced this correct. Manoah, Ben Israel, welcome. Jacob, Israel, welcome. Uh, we are also fielding questions. If you guys have some questions for our dear brother Michael, please drop them. Man, this is a, a respectful dialogue, um, but he is taking questions or comments. If you want to know a little bit more, uh, we got a couple more minutes. We're not gonna hold you guys long. Um, let me let me ask you something, Michael, because it seems like we can find we can go to different cities and find different camps. Um, you know, different sects of um, Hebrew Israelism. Do all of them speak the Lashawan Kadash? <laughs> no, 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 they don't. Um, some of them are adamantly against um, speaking the Lashawan Kadash because they know that it's 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 not a, a real language. Um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, um, the the camp that I was with, we not only were we against speaking the Lashawan Kadash Kadash. We were also against speaking Hebrew at all, but yet, hmm. Um, hmm. but yet we would have Hebrew names, yeah. which was, you know, it's, which is crazy. So what happens is in, in, in the classes, we, the, the only, the deacons and the elder was allowed to really like use the Hebrew to like push their own you know, agenda. So like when it came to the Hebrew or the Greek, they would pull the Hebrew or the Greek when it when, when it was convenient. But whenever somebody else does it, it's like, oh, you're going to go to the Greek? Like, you can't trust these concordances. So it was kind of like a double standard there. Um, but as far as the Lashawan Kadash, um, I looked into it myself. And I, it, it doesn't make any sense when you start to study the grammar of Hebrew and um, mm -hmm, the transitioning mm -hmm. between um, verbs and, you know, um, pronouns. And, like, it's a language, so it has there's grammar that goes along with the language. And when you tell me that every single um, syllable or sound is ah, ba, ga, za, ta, you know, and shalawam, everything is ah, I need to see that. I need to see evidence of that um, in surrounding regions and, and Semitic languages. I need to see evidence mm -hmm. that, that your pronunciation, it matches some of the words that were borrowed from Hebrew in the surrounding areas but we don't mm -hmm, see that mm -hmm. you know we don't of, of course we don't see that um so that's another thing that was you know an angel appeared to someone you know and he had an afro and and he and he taught somebody at a bar the lashawan kadash that i think that's how the legend goes with that one so yeah 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 that that's false <laughs> yeah, it's semantics. So you would have to get into Akkadian, you know, uh, even there's bar Egyptian words, phrases, you know, and mm. so you had to pull, you know, anything because Hebrew is what uh, Northwest Semitic. So, yeah, 
you know, you had to start pulling out a lot of that. And it's, it's doesn't, it doesn't add up with, you know, it almost sounds like you're speaking in tongues, you know, in some yeah. certain. Yo, they have, <laughs> it's funny. Um, they have a problem with, um, with Greek too, but yet they call themselves Hebrew Israelite. Now you, now I, you might, you might know a little bit about languages, right? So that, that I, oh. that I, um, um, suffix is a Greek suffix. It's a yeah, subject. and then you you so. <laughs> you using um, and then some camps you using a, a, a apocrypha, which is all written in Greek. So yeah, you know yeah, and so it, it screws up a lot of the translation from the Old Testament um, Septuagint, but also when you start getting into the apocrypha, it starts that Greek and the Hebrew is kind of like well, we don't really have a, a definitive word to translate that Hebrew, so let's just put this on there. And so. You know, when you start getting that inside the New Testament, it starts screwing up some theology. So yeah. if I was like, you know, well, what Satan are you talking about? Because technically speaking, the Satan figure in the Old Testament is, you know, the Nahas. And then it started to get blended up in Second Temple Judaism. And, you know, we go from there. But, mm. you know, it's kind of I don't know. I don't know if they would engage with that. But, um, you Not know, at all. <laughs> Ooh, to become like yeah. T.D. Jakes That's what, I don't know what school he was from but he told me that I was like hey look I take Jake's money right about now to pay these bills off <laughs> that's funny I got student loan dad bro <laughs> Matthew yeah. Jackson what's up homie yeah, how y'all doing man thank y'all for listening in yeah bro Michael Israel bless you man grace and peace to you and listen um our brother Michael Sims is taking questions. Um, he was a former Black Hebrew Israelite. Um, if you guys have any questions, comments for him, um, you know, he is taking that right now. I see one right here um, from T.A. Williams. What is their take on Galatians 2 and 3, where Paul talks about being free from the law? Let's pull it up. The whole chapter? <laughs> Galatians 2. Say what Paul talks about being free, being free from, from the law. Okay, Paul. Mm-hmm. Justified by faith. Verse 15. All right, so I'm just going to read verse 15 real quick. It says, We ourselves are Jews by birth and not Gentile sinners. I'm reading out the ESV, by, by the way. Um, yet, we know that a person is not justified by works of the law, but through faith in Jesus Christ. So we also have believed in Christ Jesus in order to be justified by faith in Christ and not by works of the law. Because by the works of the law, no one will be justified. When I read that scripture, I take it for exactly what it says. Um, no man can be justified by the deeds of the law. Now, mm-hmm. what that is not saying is that now you can go murder. You know, now you can go steal. And I think what um, a, a Hebrew Israelite would do is they would twist this. If you if you agree with this scripture, if you just agree with what that scripture says, they'll twist it and mm-hmm. they'll say, so are you saying that I can murder and I can rape your wife? That And I've literally have, had people um, ask me if they can rape my wife. You know, and, wow. and yeah. If so, they can what? Rape my wife. 
because wow. I agree with Galatians chapter 2, verse 15 and 16. Mm. But let's read the rest of it a little bit here. It says, but if and I endeavor to be justified in Christ, we too were found to be sinners. Is Christ then a servant of sin? Certainly not. For if I rebuild what I tore down, I prove myself to be a transgressor. For through the law, I died to the law so that I might live to God. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I live now in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. I do not nullify the grace of God. For if righteousness were through the law, then Christ died in vain. He died for no purpose. So how I see that, again, is exactly what it's saying. Christ, when Christ came, he fulfilled all righteousness so that all those who believe on him, the righteousness of Christ is then imputed unto them. So now God no longer sees you as a sinner. He sees you as righteous because you are in Christ, right? So, mm -hmm. so that mm -hmm. would be the way to understand this. And it's, it's not that um, um, we don't believe in, you know, moral, the moral law, the moral aspects of the law is that we are not justified by that. I can be a perfect moral of who I can't be, <laughs> but let's say hypothetically, if a person can be a, a perfectly moral upstanding person, you know, in their minds, but they break it, one of the laws, one of the moral laws, they're guilty of breaking the law. So Christ comes and he fulfills all righteousness. He keeps the law perfectly. And if you believe on him, then are you justified? So to put it in layman's terms, ain't nobody gonna go up to the Father, the Creator, and say, let me in the kingdom, I've kept your law. No one's gonna mm -hmm. be able to say that. And that's, mm -hmm. that's layman's terms of what Paul is, is putting out here. No one will be justified in, in and of themselves your justification comes through faith in Christ alone. So mm. that's how I would explain that. Okay. Um, we got another one from uh, Micah Lee. My wife's name is Micah. Are there any ideologies from the belief system that you still subscribe to? So anything that you still hold on to from the BHIs? Are you let it fully go? Oh, not at all. <laughs> okay. Mm -hmm. Not at all. Um, I mean, it, it took me a little while to peel back the layers, but once I uh, went back to the scriptures, I realized that they not only were was, was teaching a false doctrine, they were teaching the opposite of the, of the scriptures. So, mm -hmm. for example, they teach that, that Christ was not born of a virgin when in, indeed he, he was. They teach that Christ was not God, that he was just a man, and he was born of Joseph. Um, they, they, they teach um, um, salvation by works, um, which the scriptures teach salvation by faith and not of works. So um, when I went back to the scriptures and I read the scriptures for myself and I saw, oh, they also teach that the Gentiles can't be saved when the scriptures clearly and emphatically prove that the Gentiles indeed can be saved. And not only mm -hmm. that, we're given examples multiple examples in the scriptures that show that these people were indeed Gentiles that were receiving salvation. Um, Cornelius being the first mentioned in the book of Acts, you know, like the, these, these people are not reading the entire um, context 
And what's happening is they're allowing themselves really to be brainwashed, you know? Mm-hmm. That's good. Um, it's 8.16. What's your time looking like, Mike? Let's see. Oh, I'm good. I'm good for now. Yeah. yeah. So let's take a couple more. You got time for a couple more, Jamal? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Mike, you good for a couple more? Yeah, I'm good. Hey, yeah, drop your comments if y'all have any. See, Monet says there is an echo on who's in. I got a question for you. Um, while we wait for some more questions to come in. Um, so I, I think you may have posted the video, but there was a video of some brothers, um, standing out in the corner and they were addressing some white people uh, long story short. Um, they shared something about some, and I, I can't even remember what the scripture was. I wish I, I wish I wrote it down, but they shared some scripture about Esau bowing down to Israel or Jacob or something like that. And they made the white people bow down and kiss their boots. Um, was that something that the camp you were a part of, um, you know, did or, you know, are those are some of the things that, you know, they kind of pushed to the people in the public? It's, it's something that they did, but it wasn't something that was like, let's push this. Because um, the, the camp that I was with, even though we saw things like that happen, like, it wasn't like a, that's, that's our goal. Our goal was to speak to Blacks, Hispanics, and Native Americans. And usually if a white person came up and they had um, questions or anything, we would kind of like, you know, you know get out of here. This thing for you. Like mm. we, the, the Bible is not for you. So, um that, that was the case that in, in the camp that I was with. So even though you did have situations where um, that scripture that you're, that you're referring to was read and, and, and white women or white men did bow down and kiss a boot, you know, um, that wasn't something that was, um, that was focused on. It was, we were mainly focused on Blacks, Hispanics, and Latinos. And, and when a white person came and had questions, we kind of um, dismissed them unless we can embarrass them if they didn't mm-hmm. know the Bible. <laughs> so it was that 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 was um my experience can't speak to the the other ones you know because i wasn't in those right 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 okay for those of you all who are just joining in thank you for joining us um we are taking questions um and uh, our brother here michael sims is answering them he is a uh, former um, black Hebrew Israelite, um, now a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, we are taking uh, any and all questions within reason. Please be respectful and cordial with your uh, questions and comments. Hey, Mike, let me ask you something. So, you know, obviously a lot of African-Americans, Blacks in America are DNA 
you know, if African descent, you find African descent comes from the West Coast of Africa. Mm-hmm. How do how do they argue Judaism getting all the way over from the eastern half, northeastern half, all the way to the west side? I mean, what evidence could they provide to suggest that maybe perhaps blacks in America might be the descendants of the original Hebrew Israelites? Well, I haven't personally seen any um definitive evidence to the magnitude that they that they um, presented, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Of course, we have records of of um, Jews coming to the west coast of Africa, but in in um, Hebrew Israelism or Hebrew Israelite doctrine, um, in 70 A.D., when when the Romans came and invaded Israel and they scattered um, one of the main places they scattered to. Um, the Southern Kingdom, and their in their doctrine is the West Coast of Africa. So um, that's how they get that. And then they they look at um, maps where it says the Kingdom of Wida, um, right? And they'll use that to say, see, this is they really meant Judah, you know, but it wasn't mm-hmm. no mm-hmm. it wasn't no um, J back then. So right, right, Kingdom of Wida. So um, they'll use not really any solid historical um, data, but they'll use a lot of speculation. And, um, and somehow they deduce that all the people that were taken on slave ships, even though, you know, they may have been Jews that migrated to that, that area. Let's, let's give them, let's give them a couple Jews or, 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 or a few Jews that migrated to that area. Mm-hmm. Even if there's a few Jews, that migrated to that area and converted the natives there, you can you cannot then deduce that every single person that got on the slave ships was a bloodline, <laughs> bloodline descendant of Israel going all the way back. Um, and that's the type of logic that I'm seeing. I'm not seeing any true, like real research. So when they when it comes to like getting a blood test or something like that. Mm-hmm. If they're brainwashed with the, the Hebrew Israelite doctrine, what happens is if their if their um, results come back that they're from West Africa, to them that's proof that they're Israelite. Mm-hmm. The doctor mm-hmm. said if you're from West Africa, you're an Israelite. You see you see <laughs> where I'm going with that? Yeah, I follow so I follow you. So, so even so, even if they go and get a DNA test, it don't have to say that I'm I'm an Israelite. All it has to say, I'm from West Africa, and if I'm from West Africa, that automatically means I'm an Israelite, and that's the type of logic that I'm trying to examine. You know, I I I rarely talk about it, but when I do it, it stirs up an uproar. But I rarely talk about it, but really, what I'm trying to get our people to do is to think more logically, to think more critically, and to not just take what we want to hear. You know, like, mm-hmm. it's very mm-hmm. easy to, to somebody come up to me and say, you a king. You, you supposed to own all of this. You, you, back in the day, our people was, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's very easy for me to take that and be stirred up right and be like, yeah, yeah, I am that. Then to just mm-hmm. be like, wait a minute, what's his agenda? Let me, mm-hmm. 
let me go back, let me research what he said. You know, he said I'm from this this tribe, this this region, but let me research and see what's going on here and what and what's behind that. What's behind that? And what's where's where is he leading me to? <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, I really try to get them to see um, you know, using using charity, you know, not not trying to like bang them on the head about it, but but just to get them to, to look at it more critically and not get offended when somebody says, Hey, like, can you that? You know, you should not you should not get offended if somebody asks you to prove something if you truly have evidence. Mm-hmm. It should be, oh, oh yeah, you didn't know. Check out this resource, check out this resource. But what mm-hmm. you see is you'll see um people get a um even if you question, even if you question their claims that they are um a Hebrew type. Right? I don't know if can you hear me? Can you still hear me? Yeah, you yep. good? Yeah, we got you. Okay, yeah. cool, cool, cool. So we got a um, couple of questions that um, parallel one another. Um, one from Jacob Israel, one from Monet McLeod. Um, Monet asks, how would you suggest a person approach family members caught up in BHI? Jacob asks, um, how or what are you doing or did to help get their mind out of this? Or do we just say the most high awakens whom he will. So I guess it's kind of like, um, you know, what's your experience with, you know, uh, engaging someone, a family member, let's start there, a family member, and then just engaging um, other uh, other people who are caught in that doctrine, um, you know, how or what are some of the things that you did? How would you engage them? All right, so family, that's, that's a tough one. The first and primary thing that you must do is pray for them. Um, that is, I, I think people underestimate the power of prayer, um, but mm-hmm. I think that's the primary thing you should do is pray for that person that God would open their eyes. And then um, you should be an example, um, primarily showing charity, showing love towards them, even though they're in that doctrine. Because I've had family members um, that were very charitable to me, even when I was in the doctrine, y'all this and y'all that and y'all this. You know, um, I had, a, I had um, my uncle, for example, he came to the, um, the camp meeting twice, you know, and he didn't agree with, I thought I was going to sway him to come in, but really he was just coming, you know, to support me and to see what's going on, to examine the situation. So, so maybe you, um, don't be so standoffish towards them, but still show that love towards them. And that will make them more comfortable to accept like, Hey, let's, let's read the scriptures and let's see what scriptures talking about together or whatever. And, um, and don't approach them like, you're trying to teach them because in their eyes, they mm. are the teacher. When you go into these um, Hebrew Israelite um, groups, they promote you really fast. And what that does, according to the scriptures, is when you promote a novice really fast, it puffs their no- it puffs them up right. with, um, with pride, mm-hmm. right? So they, right. they'll promote them really fast. So in their eyes, they're already a teacher. So when you come to them and you try to teach them anything, they're automatically going to, gonna, um, um fight back right so when you come Mm -hmm. with a softer approach like hey let's just read the scriptures together let's just read through like 
let's not jump around. Let's let's just read. <laughs> let's just read straight through the book of Galatians. Like a, pick a short book, you know, and let's just read it together, and then ask them questions. Like, what do you think about that verse when we read that? What do you think about, about this verse when we read that? And have like sort of a dialogue type of um um situation instead of I need to teach you because mm -hmm. in their mind they are the teacher. You are the student. You don't know nothing because I know the truth and you don't. So I would say approach with much charity, much prayer, and uh, and much patience and long suffering because it, it may take three, five, six, seven years, and you still have to be consistent that entire time because they don't remember. And I can speak from experience. I was I was in there for five years. I remember everyone that didn't shun me, everyone that was still kind to me, everyone that didn't um, um, cut me off. I remember. And it, and it shamed me because I was cutting people off. I was the one um, saying, if you don't keep these laws, you're going to die and all this type of stuff. So it was, it was to my shame that mm -hmm. they loved me through all of that. You know, and, it, and I remembered it and, it, and it caused me to to call those people and say, you know what, I was wrong. You know, I, I, I didn't know what I was talking about. I thought I knew the Bible, but I didn't, you know, and, and, and that really humbled me. So sometimes your, the, your patience and your love and, and your character that you display around them will show them the love of God, even if you don't really get a chance to really dig into the gospel with them. You know, I know, I know we love to, we, we love to just dig into the gospel, but sometimes all you can do is show them Christ. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, the, not, you, you said something profound, man. It's something, you know, the Holy Spirit had to check me on, you know, you, it's something uh, my, my buddy was joking. He said, what can you tell a seminarian? I said, what? He said, nothing, you know, <laughs> and, uh, you, you kind of you go in looking for fights and you go into church and seeing if the preacher is is theologically sound what he said ain't correct you know but the holy spirit check me man i think that you know for all of us who are listening who may not subscribe to christianity or i'm sorry we subscribe to christianity but we know folks that subscribe to something else and we're trying to win them you're not going to do it just off academics you know, um, Herschel Shanks of Biblical Archaeology Review said that archaeology cannot prove nor disprove a miracle. That takes faith. You know, what we're trying to do as far as dialoguing or trying to win them back, you know, Jesus said it. How does the world know that you're my disciples? What are you telling me, John? It's, it's off of love. What is love. the greatest commandments? Right. Mm -hmm. The one word that has in common with two greatest commandments is what? Love. John's epistle, First John, is dealing with love. I mean, that's a that can preach in itself in and of the day. You know, I don't know if you saved, if you racist, but anywho, you know, because <laughs> he says it plain. You know, yeah, yeah. you you never seen God, but you love him, but you see your brother and you hate yeah. him. Anywho, right. anywho, before I, before I get kicked <laughs> off Facebook, go let ahead. Me digress. Before, I, before I lose my job, let me digress. <laughs> <laughs> but he says something profound. I think. Um, let me let me touch on Monette's, and I hope I said your first name correct. I apologize if I did Monette. Um, or let me say our sister McLeod. She says, but what if they're trying to indoctrinate other family members? Does your approach change, and do you go into automatic? Oh, this war now. We 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 shouldn't have a whole Bible study at the house. If if um, 
if I was your cousin and Jamal was your cousin and then, yeah. you know, you're, you know, you're a pastor in the ministry and, um, you know, you got another cousin, cousin Alfred or something like that. And he's hardcore, you know, Hebrew Israelite, you know, teaching us Lashawan Kadesh, you know, God is, <laughs> God is reading the Et Sefer, you know, yeah. uh, so uh, Dr. Ben, we the black Jews, you know, and we start spitting this stuff out, you know, how would you go about to putting that fire out? Um, I think what has to be done in that, in that situation would be um, um, similar to what um, Elijah had to do when it came to the mm -hmm. idols of Israel. Mm -hmm. um, you know, mm -hmm. he had to show them that the God of Israel is more powerful than their gods of stone, right? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. in this situation, their gods are men. So they've placed these men in a, in a position in their mind to the level of idolatry. So if mm -hmm. you can destroy their idols, then you can win them back to the mm -hmm. real, the true God of Israel, right? Mm -hmm. So what happens is the, way, the only way you can do that in their minds, so you have to cater to them in, that, in this situation, become a Jew to the Jews. In their minds, the only way you can tear down their idol is to beat him at knowledge. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't go and debate my cousin and my uncle and my sister. I would go to their leader. If I'm, and this is only for somebody who's been studying, who knows, who knows the Bible and, and knows where, knows Israelite doctrine, false doctrine, and can, and can teach the Bible clearly, I would go to their elder deacon or whoever it is and, and attempt to set up a formal debate. 20 minutes mediator, 20 minutes back and forth questioning and, and really get their minds to start really questioning. Because this is what happened to me, man. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm telling my story. Um, a guy, Michael Holloway, uh, and another brother came and they debated my idols at the time. My, and my elders and deacons. And when I mm -hmm. saw them being confounded or, or um, questions coming up that they didn't really answer but kind of laughed off and chuckled off, that is what caused me to be like, yo, maybe I should look into what Michael Holloway was saying, you know? And I hope my brother don't mind me mentioning his name, but man, that debate, I actually ended up, I think two weeks after it, I went back and listened to it because the first time I listened to it, I was in the midst of, um, you know, the brethren, you know, and, mm -hmm. and, and we were all, you know, camaraderie, like we about to crush them. But when I went back and listened to it again, I was like, you know what? They were right. So having mm -hmm. a, those type of dialogues with the, with the people at the top is more important than having a little um, back and forth with somebody on Facebook. That's, that's not mm -hmm. going to do it. Because even if you beat that that small soldier on Facebook, what's gonna happen is they're gonna be like, yeah, he didn't know what he was talking about though. My elder would have crushed him. You see what I'm mm -hmm. saying? So, so in that situation, if it's, if it's just becoming viral in your family and, and, and many people are going towards that doctrine, the only way, in my opinion, would be to go for their leaders and, and, mm -hmm. and, and in a respectful way in an mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. organized and strategic way and, and, and show them that they're not really handling the text properly. And that would, for somebody that's honest, for somebody that's, that's truly um, um, called, you know, called by Christ, they mm -hmm. will begin to 
wake awaken. They will begin to see like, nah, I'm, I'm in the wrong doctrine right now. I'm, mm-hmm. I've been trusting these men to teach me and I haven't been studying the word for myself. They'll have to admit these things and they'll have to go back to the scriptures and study it and really ponder on what you've said. So. That's good. Um, Jamal, how are we looking on time? Um, see, eight thirty-six. We don't have any questions coming in. Um, ask this. Let's let's conclude with this. This one um, is Rob. I hope I'm saying the is you know is Rob. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. Brother Michael, would you say that the blacks or the Hebrews? Would I say that? No, I would not say that. Am mm-hmm. I going to say that no black person on earth is a Hebrew Israelite or, or is an Israelite? No, I wouldn't say that either. I would just mm-hmm. not pay attention to genealogies like the scriptures tell me to do. And I wouldn't make claims without proof. See, the, the problem is people are making claims that they cannot back up with any type of substantial facts. And um, mm-hmm. they're going based on a feeling and um and an experience instead of going by what the bible says and and we know clearly from the scriptures we're not even to indulge in those things so no i wouldn't say that blacks are the israelites i wouldn't say that but i also wouldn't say that no blacks are israelites i wouldn't say that i I would just focus on the, the teachings of christ and, and what a man must do to be saved, which is believe mm-hmm, on Christ. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's good. Um, yeah, that's good. Yeah, and I, I would, I would, I would agree with Mike there. I mean, I wouldn't say that uh, it's not a possibility. Um, right. It's a recent study that came out, um, Biblical Archaeology Review. I was telling y'all about earlier. They examined 93 bodies dis- or skeletal remains discovered in the uh, Southern Levant region from both um, ancient Israelites and Arabs. And uh, they said the DNA, their ancestors are Canaan, Canaanites. And so we know Ham fathered Canaan. And so Ham was what, you know, over the black nation, dark skinned nation. So right. It was another study came out some time ago that said it's a possibility that, you know, Jesus could have had African DNA in him, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. but uh, uh, then again, we would, we would also need to see, okay, how far West did it stretch Judaism in that present day? So, I mean, you know, I would, I wouldn't necessarily knock that totally off the table, you know, right. but I just wouldn't put everybody in that, that same boat, you know, um, and just celebrate the uniqueness of the body of Christ. Right. You know, and that my identity is in Christ. So, uh, Oh, another thing I want to say, I would, I wouldn't ostracize, I wouldn't ostracize um, people that do claim to be descendants of Israel. Mm -hmm. um, Because I believe that the, there's power in the gospel. Right. And I believe that the whole, if they truly believe on Christ, the Holy spirit is going to do the work in their heart to convict them anyway. So I, I tend to focus more on the doctrine. Um, mm-hmm. And every now and then I'll ask questions to get them to think. Mm-hmm. 
but they're thinking I'm attacking Hebrew Israelite, right? So when I ask them, can you prove that you're an Israelite and they can't prove it, they, they look at that as an attack instead of as a challenge to cause them to go study more and to look deeper into these things and to focus, really to, to focus on what matters. You know, what, what really matters when it comes to the gospel, right? What truly matters. And um, mm. that's my focus, man. I, I try not to, not to um, offend um, too many people when it comes to that because I know that many of them have a strong belief that they are literally bloodline descendants of Israel. But at the end of the day, that's a belief. Mm. And, and Jesus never um, asked us to believe that we're an Israelite. He mm. asked us to believe in him. Mm. So that is important. And I feel like that belief that I'm an Israelite is, is, is trying to um, exalt itself above the knowledge of God and Christ. So um, I, 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 don't, I don't play around with that. You know, <laughs> you know, when people try to exalt their nationality, even blacks, you know, try yeah, to exalt yeah. being black above, you know, the conscious community, above the knowledge of God. It's like, I, I like being black too, but, but I love God more, man. Like this flesh yeah, is going to yeah. fade, man. Like this, this is nothing, you know? So mm-hmm. oh, that's, cool mm-hmm. talk, that's good. Yeah, that's cool man. talk, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah hey, he in the no, house. I, he's still in the house. He in the field. <laughs> y'all know I ain't no cool man. Y'all seen my post. I ain't. I, but but even even though I'm not a I'm piece not of a black coon, power, I'm not a coon. But I'm also not. I'm not gonna be biased and say that that we got everything right, figured right, out right. either. You know what I mean? Like I mm-hmm, feel like mm-hmm. I feel like in the black community, you either one or the other. You either are for for black people, for our murderers and criminals and everything or you against us you know they we even got mantras where we say um free free so and so and they was a murderer why we why we asking for a murderer to be free (laughs) you know what i'm saying like we gotta really examine what we have um um like incorporated into our culture man like that's not good when you're asking for a, a rapist and a murderer to be free just because they black like no no let them let them serve their time you know? Yeah. <laughs> hey, I mean, because they cause some serious pain, you know, physically, mm-hmm. emotionally, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So, look, let's let's do Let this. Me oh, yeah. Ask them, yeah, hey, Mike, any sources? Because some folks might want some sources. Anything you would recommend, like a good read to kind of maybe read up on, maybe, you know, how the Israel, uh, Hebrew Israelite movement began in the U.S.? Or anything you might recommend, you know, any sort of uh, brush up on defining what the gospel is, understanding good Christology. Uh, um, where would yeah, go yeah, ahead, go to ahead. Get started. Um, a book. Um, I would actually suggest is a book called um, "Twistomatic Theology." It's by Brent mm-hmm. Atkinson. Um, it it goes over a lot of the things that that. Um, Sabbath keepers and Judaizers and Hebrew Israelites teach. And it shows how unbiblical a lot of their teachings are. So if, if you can go, it's a really, and it's a really short book. So that, that's something that um, they could get started with, but really, man, the way I've, I've, I filtered myself um, before I even read Twistomatic, before I read any systematic theology, before I read anything, 
I read the Gospels over and over and over. I read Matthew, uh, Mark, Luke, John, and I read the epistles. I read 1 John, 2 John, 3 John, Revelation. Like, I just read it over and over and over and um, with prayer, with prayer. And, and that's what really helped me to understand. So I could then better um, discern, you know, um, false doctrine from, um, you know, true doctrine, which is the doctrine mm -hmm. of, of Christ. So I would, I would suggest, man, really like not stop. First of all, stop listening to YouTube teachers. You know, you may find a good teacher later on once you, once you understand the Bible, but before, before you try to search for a teacher, let God be your teacher first, right? Go to the Bible and read everything in its context Mm -hmm. So that then when you go and, and, and look for a teacher, you'll know the false ones from the real ones. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying just don't have a teacher ever, not a human teacher, but let God be your primary teacher. Let God be the one that truly shows you his scriptures as you're reading, as you're praying, as you're meditating on his word. He'll begin to open your eyes and you have to just trust that he's going to do that and, and stop looking for a quick way. You know, stop looking for a shortcut to understand the Bible. Stop looking for somebody that's going to break it down for you and, and actually read it for yourself. That's my, that's my strongest advice for somebody that may be on the fence. They, they think they got some points here. Shut them off. If, mm -hmm. if, if it's true, it'll stand, right? Shut them off. Shut off YouTube. Shut off Facebook teachers and read the Bible and pray. And, and with mm -hmm. all humility, and I, I truly and, and honestly believe that God will open that person's eyes, especially if they mm -hmm. truly have faith in Christ and, uh, and they want to be taught the truth. You got to want the truth. You can't want lies. You know, we see in the Bible people who had itching ears and they wanted to, they, they only went to teachers that told them what they wanted to hear. And that's, that's, that's not what you want to do. Right. So. Right. Right. Yeah. That would be my advice for you. But that's just one book, man. I could suggest some other ones, but I really don't want to get people too too caught up with looking looking up stuff right now, especially if they're mm -hmm. if they're coming out of Hebrew Israelite. I think the main thing, um, check out that book. It's a really easy read, man. I mean, I, I think I went through that book in like one day. It's so it's so easy and it's you go through it and you're like, ah, oh, they got me with that one. Ah, oh, they got me with that. And you see like like doctrine by doctrine being destroyed in your mind and your mind being renewed to the word of God. And that's what's, mm -hmm. that's what's really important, man. Being, having your mind be renewed to the word of God. That's dope, man. It's good. It's good. That's dope. Trevor, you got anything else before we wrap up? Nah, nah, I'm cool, man. Um, everybody tune in with us on the live. We appreciate it. Um, thank y'all for being respectful. Um, you know, this wasn't that type of event. Um, you know. But anywho, appreciate it. Um Jamal. Yes, sir. Real quick. Um, Mike, if anyone um has further questions, you know, they want to maybe um get to know about your experience a little more, um, how would you prefer them get get in contact with you? Um, they can contact me directly through Facebook. I try <laughs> to answer uh, uh, messages. Uh, I answer most of my messages um, if it's important. Um, but yeah, they can contact me directly through Facebook. 
you know, um, and, and if we can connect on there, um, we can probably exchange numbers if it goes that far. But I'm definitely um, willing to, to get on a call with somebody and just read through the scriptures, you know, just, just open the book and just read. You know, and, I, and I've noticed that that helps, man. Like, so if anybody's trying to, to figure out how to approach um, their family or friends, that, that helps. If you just pick up the phone and say, hey, um, you want to read the scriptures together, let's read through the book of Hebrews, you know, and let's show, you know, the, 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 the original apologetics. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hebrews is the original uh, apologetic book right there, man. So it's like, go through the book of Hebrews with them. You know, like, this is the book to the Hebrews. This is the book you should be, you should know, you know, and you can go through the book of Romans, go through the book, you know, the book of Galatians and, 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 and just show them, like, read it with them. Even if it takes multiple sessions, like, hey, let's read the first three chapters, you know, and we'll come back and we'll discuss it. And, you know, just, just be a friend, man. Just, just, just be a person that truly loves them and, and, and they'll recognize a, a genuine person, man, like, you know. Oh, that's good. It's good. Good deal. So, um, everyone that's on the live, we appreciate you all joining. Um, we appreciate your questions and your support. Um, if you will, please like our page, uh, Truth Be Told, Hosea Forces Podcast for more content and to check out the entire recording um, that will be dropped and released tomorrow at noon. So be out for the look up, be out, be on the lookout for that. Um, you know, if you want to go back, take some notes, et cetera, et cetera. Um, thank you all again. We appreciate you so much. We love you guys. Um, I'm going to hop off this live and then switch back over to the Zoom. All right, y'all. Appreciate y'all listening. All right. For those of you all listening on the podcast, thank you um, for listening as well. Mike, we appreciate you, man. Um, appreciate you, Mike. Can't thank you Appreciate enough for joining. This was awesome. We definitely got to have you back. I feel like there, yes, was, sir. there was a lot of stuff that we definitely could have touched, a lot more that we could have touched on. So we definitely want to have mm-hmm. you back, mm-hmm. um, back on and, and um, you know, dive in to this a little deeper. So thank you all for listening again. Um, be on the lookout for the episode dropping tomorrow. And um, we'll see you all or speak with you all soon. Peace. Peace. Love you. Peace. Love y'all, man.